0: Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's (laughs) fine. There's There's some some butt fumbling in that movie, Uh, too. Just a wee little bit. (laughs) Larry David, good to see you, sir.
1: I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If
2: I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play?
0: He is none other than Broadway Joe Namath.
2: It's Mark. Word to
0: get the nod, and if he played decently, it's uh, if what a big word, so it's only two letters, huh? <laughs> Bobby
3: Cannavale told you about Derek Jeter story at Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series,
2: screaming, screaming, screaming,
3: nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth inning, <laughs> yeah. Jeter comes up, Derek, just turn around, man, <laughs> just turn around. Finally, he's like, dumb, he does the thing with the weight, he's about to go up, he turns around, he looks at me, he goes, bro, I hear you. (laughs) Hello, everyone,
0: and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen.
1: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Hey everybody, it is finally the Super Bowl 48 edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast coming to you from New York City, the Sheraton Hotel, site of the media center for the Seahawks, Broncos, Super Bowl, and frigid Manhattan. Can't forget New Jersey either. They're very touchy about that subject. It's the New York, New Jersey Super Bowl, and we have got a podcast lineup that is befitting of the big game. We've got two quarterbacks that we're talking to, one of whom who happens to be the executive of the moment for the Denver Broncos. John Elway, former Super Bowl MVP, now trying to get his first big game W in a coat and tie instead of a jersey. We speak with the Duke, a regular uh, visitor of the Rich Eisen podcast, so we couldn't be more thrilled to have him on uh, the week of his big game uh, from the front office. We also have Russell Wilson returning to the show. What a great story he is. What a great uh, individual that he has become uh in the Pacific Northwest Russell sits down with his new Jerry Curl look. Uh all of this will be on uh, NFL Network Wednesday night at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time part of a Super Bowl special that kicks off with Jerry Seinfeld. Who better to be the first guest of this Super Bowl podcast from New York City than essentially the king of New York himself. He said when he walked in the room that he had never been on a podcast before which I'm surprised, because there's comedy podcasts up, down, left, and right. So I'm honored. He's got uh, this new show that's been out. It's not so new anymore. It's one of the best talk shows that uh, you can see. It's called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Uh, If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go to crackle.com or comediansincarsgettingcoffee.com. It's a large URL, but it's worth your time. Because what Jerry does is has his comedian friends sit with him in vintage cars, drive to go get coffee. And the conversation that they record on the drive over and at the coffee shop or whatever restaurant they go to, it's classic. And he's got two more episodes left for this season of the show. Tina Fey and Howard Stern are the guests and they post one a week. So you should check it out. Um, and also check out NFL.com for the videos of Jim Brockmeyer's return to the podcast. Uh, the legend of the booth himself needed a gig So I gave him one this week. He was our Super Bowl Media Day correspondent. And he also did uh, a video that you should check out, the top five Super Bowl moments of all time. So Jim Brockmeyer's back on the podcast, the television version that re-airs also Saturday on NFL Network. Check your local listing for the time of that. But the uh, debut and premiere of the show is Wednesday night at 10.30 Eastern time after the Jerry Rice football life and conversation. So there's lots to get to on this show. Let's get to it right now with Jerry. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special from New York City, uh, the man himself in this town, he is Jerry Seinfeld. Good to see you. Good to see you, Rich. How Thanks you? for having me on the show. I couldn't think of anybody else I'd rather have well, thank at the you. New York, New Jersey Super Bowl. Can't forget New Jersey, by the way. Yeah, we can. You we think can. so? Yeah. Because the New Jersey get very upset if you forget New Jersey. New mention. Jersey,
1: people are always going to be upset, and that's just the way it is when you're brother that lives right next door to you is that big mm-hmm. and has that much going on, you just got to go with it.
0: But just the game go. itself is in New Jersey. The teams play in New Jersey, Jerry. That's the no issue they No one cares.
1: <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. No. No one goes through the tunnels or the bridges and thinks, oh, look, I'm in a different place now. No. If you're in New York, any mm-hmm. place you go in your car is New York.
0: So it's the New York Super Bowl, as far as you're is. concerned. Where are we now? We're in New York City. Okay. So it's the New York Super Bowl, yeah. as far as you get it. But the Giants, again, the Giants are your team, correct? You yes. grew up a Giants yes. fan? Yes. Now, it's interesting that the Giants are your team, because you're a Met fan. Everyone right. knows that. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I
1: won Celebrity uh, a Fan Award of the Year. What do you mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> the, the MLB gave me an award. Oh, for, I, oh, for the, being a Met fan? Yes, for being the... the the best celebrity fan. What do you get for that? A nice, beautiful trophy. They gave me a trophy. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: And it's like the World Series trophy, like the massive? Yeah, it's it, just, it's, like that. it's yeah. just like that yeah. big for yeah. being the, the number one Met fan? Because
1: I went into the booth in the dog days of August to do a game. That's hardcore. And, they, and people thought that was nice.
0: That's hardcore. Yeah, it's fun. But normally, because the, the Mets used to play in Shea Stadium, the Jets did, usually that, that's the... The marriage, the sports marriage.
1: Yeah, I just like always like the Giants, like the players, like the colors. I think it's very tough for a green team to win.
0: <laughs> is that right?
1: Yeah, my th- my theory <laughs> on sports is if your team is a green
0: mm-hmm.
1: eagles, I just it's just it's very tough. It has happened. Right. Not too often.
0: Right. But it's, it's a color tough. scheme it's situation. The, the color
1: is just too mild. It's just kind of mild.
0: I'm trying to think, you know, but there is sea there is a little bit of the green in in this in a seahawks. As an accent Jersey.
1: color, fine. <laughs> and especially a bright green like the Seahawks have. Right. Seahawks have tremendous color, and so do the Broncos. They're mm-hmm. both good, good palettes.
0: Sure, and that's what you look for in a, a Super Bowl champion. Yes. Uh, I never yeah. thought of it that way yeah. that they have good palettes. Yeah. So the green color is what made you stay away from the Jets and you became a No, giant.
1: I mean, it, everybody was like the Jets with Namath, you know, that was irresistible. Right. But after that. Nothing. Yeah.
0: So what What about that? You, you have a favorite giant that you growing up watched? Homer Jones, into?
1: probably. Okay. Spider Lockhart. You remember you, any of these now guys? Now you're
0: going really old school on me here. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Um, Gifford? Fred Tarkenton. Gifford a little before my time. Sure, right. 50s. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like those guys.
0: What do you think of everybody around the country wringing their hands over the Super Bowl being in New York City because it's a cold weather site? What do you think about folks who are just flipping out over the weather, you being a New Yorker, Jerry?
1: I'm a guy who has major issues with people that think or talk about weather
0: okay Okay? Mm. I
1: don't even get that Mm. the whole it's cold you feel cold you guys here saying how you deal with the cold it happens every year I mean what if what are we talking about do you think it's gonna stay like this right this is a question (laughs) no it'll get not going to stay like this whatever the weather is it will not stay like this.
0: So to then take that whole issue and throw it on top of a Super Bowl is totally out of question. Only because
1: mind. the Super Bowl, it, it, they turned it into a, you know, look at what they turned it into. It's an owner's, you know, prostitution. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, a winter break. That, that, that's what the Super Bowl became. Right. The football uh was just the excuse
0: for owners to for
1: owners to go to a warm place mm-hmm. and patronize prostitutes.
0: I didn't know that about yeah, the history yeah. of this game. Well, Jerry, this is do you, do this you is groundbreaking. Really think,
3: this is groundbreaking. Do you
1: really think that people went to New Orleans for the music? <laughs> why, why why New Orleans? You right. tell me. Well, why maybe, Miami?
0: Could be the food. It could be the food. Yeah, it could yeah. be the food, it could be the weather. Do you have all any- these
1: guys, just rich, annoying guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they should not really show them on camera.
0: You know, like, they, they, they are paying for, for the, the electricity in this room and, and for the, the camera that's, that's shooting this interview right now. They are? Yeah. They- oh, I'm so, so sorry.
1: <laughs> that's a, yeah, that yeah. might be uh, of of. But all the other football issue. games are played all over.
0: I know all the games are played in cold weather. So what's the problem with the Super Bowl being yeah. played in cold weather? What did
1: you think of it when you first heard? That I loved it. it. New York?
0: I think it's great, but I'm going to be indoors. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not sitting outside. Right. I'm not going to be sitting out in the 20 degree. But most weather. fans
1: don't have a problem with it. I
0: don't think so. I don't think so at all. But there's yeah. so many people think that the game can't be played to the top level because it's cold outside. Peyton Manning is wearing a glove on his hand.
1: Yeah, but I think. I don't know. To me, football is like a—it's like a husky or a malamute. Mm. When you—when it's not cold and you see one of those dogs, I always feel like, oh, he must be so uncomfortable. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like baseball in the cold. It's just—it's a cold. It's a winter sport. What's—I don't know. I don't get the problem.
0: Right. See, that's why maybe if you um, can go around to people and let us let them know that the weather is not that big a deal, maybe you can get a greatest fan award from the NFL from the NFL just think about that
1: I would like to I wish I had brought that trophy you would would get a kick out of it yeah I would I would definitely would have yeah
0: you know this is your first podcast you said this is my first time time ever on a podcast how does it does it feel uh, different than than anything else that you've been on before
1: I I don't really yeah I'm not really clear on how how it works
0: yeah (laughs) it's a TV show that's repurposed as an audio program as well on iTunes that you can download and listen at your your leisure you okay. Know, it's one of those. And
1: will you edit it down to a certain size for the
0: television version? But for the for the audio version. And where is the is television
1: edited? version? Oh, on NFL on
0: Network. No, it's on NFL Network.
1: On NFL Network. Yeah,
0: you're going to be on NFL. As long Network, as you're there. taken
1: care of, that's all I care about. I really about
0: appreciate that, Jerry, because you're
1: one of the guys that I always liked. Thank you. You know, like every everybody else, I met you, mm-hmm. you know, on SportsCenter. Center, and I, I like this guy, you know. And, I appreciate and that. And it's nice to see the guys that you like doing well and finding other ways to do their thing.
0: Thank you. That's great. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. You know, your your cohort, uh, Larry David, has been on this program. Oh, great. And he said that he could be a defensive or an offensive coordinator (laughs) for any National Football League team.
1: He does have that kind of confidence. I don't know where that comes from. He
0: said because he writes stories, he can write a play. He can script a play and be somebody who would win football games as a coach. In the National Football League,
1: <laughs> I think he does really believe that.
0: Do you think? But do you think he could actually pull that off, no. knowing?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he swears that if you gave him the ability to script plays, for instance, for Peyton Manning
1: for yeah, the Super no, Bowl, that he no, could win the Super not. Bowl. No, he could say, "I think you should throw a bomb here or hand hand it off to a running back." I don't think he can get much past
0: that. <laughs> that's it. He said the flea flicker is his play.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what he said. I love the flea flicker. Uh, but here's the here's the idea that I gave him is that you flick it again, the double flick, and he liked the double flick. Yeah, yeah. I think did. what we
1: like about the flea flicker is it takes so long. You know, it's most, like a, it's like a
0: triple in baseball, right? Is it? In that yes,
1: reason? right. How long? You would know this. Okay. How long of uh, do, are players actually playing in a 60-minute football game?
0: About 14 minutes of actual action.
1: 14 minutes. 14 actual
0: real that. minutes. Yes, from when from snap to end of play. Okay. If you put them all together and stack them one on top of another for a regular 60. 14 minutes. minutes. About 13 to 14 minutes. Yes. It's
1: not too bad. And how long in a nine-inning baseball game that takes three hours?
0: What you, you'd probably know better. Than, I don't know that one. I mean, that's got to be less than 14 minutes. You think right? so? Well, I mean, just.
1: Uh, a a ground ball is like
0: five seconds. You know, a triple would might, you know, a triple might last twenty, right? Twenty-five.
1: I find this fascinating. I think the we'll, viewers might not, but I, <laughs> I find this fascinating. Well,
0: it's viewers and listeners. That's the again the business okay. concept that so we're So you think
1: here. a football game has more actual action than a baseball game?
0: I think so. But I, I by the way, I love ba- baseball. Is one of my true loves. So, and so every pitch baseball.
1: is what second and a half. It we're has gonna... to
0: be right. And then, and then a base hit well, When a double, and the, when the pitcher comes to the
1: set position we hit When do we start? When
0: do we start in the clock? Yeah. Um, yes. 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 That's what okay. I'm saying. From set position to delivery to the catcher,
1: squeezing it. Right. That's that's part of we get credit for that.
0: Yes. That's one and a half seconds. And, and what about
1: it? a walk? Do we hit the stopwatch yeah, for a walk? No. 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 no that's not action. No. Absolutely not. If it's your guy. I'm enjoying watching him walk down there. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Sometimes it takes a while, depending on the size of the guys. Yeah, Um, your your show, uh, comedians in cars getting Getting coffee. Coffee. Why why do it? Why did you decide Um, to do a talk show?
1: I have this um, feeling about my profession that um, um, is kind of uh, it's just kind of been my whole life, and I guess I got this idea of showing it in this different way, and I thought comedy geeks would appreciate it and I thought it might be fun for me to do and I thought it was a way of doing a talk show without all of the nuisance Mm -hmm. of a talk show there's no testing you know there's no sit over here right Um, if it's boring we cut it out so I don't know it was just kind of in what if I invented a show for the And I also like the phone as a medium you know, when I was a kid and they first came out with those Sony mini TVs, sure. I loved a little TV. So I love phone TV. And once I saw that, I thought, well, I'd love to be on that screen. So that that was kind of where it started. But I really just thought it would be an experiment that I would do a few of them and that would be it. But it seems to have caught on a little bit.
0: It sure has. It's, yeah. it, and the guests are clearly through the roof. They're yeah. one A-lister after another. And then there's some... Some, I guess, uh, for the hardcore comedy fans, some comedians Mm -hmm. that, that I guess, you're friends with or you've been exposed to and you like their comedy and you have them on your your show?
1: Well, another thing I find is that I can get on with almost any comedian, that we're all uh, kind of the same lizard. Mm -hmm. And you could just put two comedians in a room and they immediately hit it off because they have this uh, similar life.
0: And you put them in a car, so you yeah. move, the room is, is moving. Yeah, I like
1: the moving room, yeah. <laughs> you like
0: the moving room. Yeah. And you like cars, so it's a perfect combination yeah, of all it of them. Yeah, it just
1: seemed like fun, and uh, it's, it's, I've had so much fun doing it.
0: So are you going to keep doing it? Yeah, you, you I like think it? we're
1: picked up for the fourth season now. We just finished the third. We have Tina Fey and Howard Stern are Howard left to Stern. go. Howard Stern. And it's just fantastic. So fun.
0: And do you lift the phone yourself to, to call yeah, these people? Sure, to yeah, sure. Just say, come on in, let's go drag you. Had well, I know Chris what Rock. it's
1: like. I have done millions of talk shows in mm-hmm. my life as a comedian. Sure. So I know what's annoying about them. Mm-hmm. So I created the non-annoying talk show.
0: Right. Who was the best? Is Carson the best? Uh, of
1: Talk show host? Yes,
0: ever, right? Yes. There's no... There's no question about it, right? Well, there's I mean, a question.
1: There's always a question. You've got
0: Letterman, obviously, but.
1: You could, say, you could make an argument for Letterman being the most inventive. Right. I, I think he reinvented it better than anybody else.
0: Well, Carson to me is a guy who just made everybody. I, I've, I've watched tons of his old shows. Yeah. I watched it too, you know, when I was younger, because doing this being able to study somebody else what they do. Right. To me was just a must. What just, what do
1: you think his magic was?
0: His magic was what, making everybody feel comfortable and and putting his own ego even though he may have had one aside uh-huh. and the guest the guest was paramount. The right, guest was paramount. Right.
1: But he himself didn't seem that comfortable. Is that he, right? He seemed kind of tightly wound, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yes,
0: he did he did seem that way to me. But So
1: how did he make people feel comfortable? That's
0: a great question. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. So now I'm seeing I'm talk, talk show host. I, I like now. the seat. You're you turning yeah. the tables. It's like yeah, you should well, go get coffee. I,
1: I think conversation is more interesting than an interview. I agree with you. So.
0: I agree with you on that front. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on this podcast slash television program. Let's, let's do a
1: few more minutes.
0: I'd love to. Yeah, let's do a few uh, more minutes. I'd love to do yeah. a few more minutes.
1: What, what else should we get into?
0: What do you want um, to talk about? Well. You got something I'd on like your to mind? talk
1: about what you think of the Super Bowl. I'd like to know what Rich Eisen from because you're a guy who lives inside the beast.
0: I do live in the beast. You know, figuratively. Yeah. Yes, live in the beast.
1: Is the Super Bowl? Here's my question to you. cuz yes. It's just off the top of my head. Okay. Does the Super Bowl event overwhelm the athletic contest?
0: Event? Yes. Throughout the whole week, it does. But I, you're no, talking I'm about talking the whole about the Contest
1: up. itself. Does the contest itself become overwhelmed? Here's what I noticed about the Super Bowl. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. After the week, after the lead-up, after the build-up, these guys are so peaked emotionally, mm-hmm. yes. right, mm-hmm. for the stakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll use quotes because I air can't quotes. use a, the, the word BS, which I'd like to use. You can use it. The stakes. Okay. I, I don't want to use it. Okay. Okay. Um, And this is why so many Super Bowls blow out and are blown out by halftime, which I predict this one will be as well.
0: That's your prediction.
1: It will be blown out by halftime. Why? Because you have a big differentiation in... uh, The Super Bowl is about what can your nervous system handle? (laughs) How much can it handle before it implodes? Okay. And because these are regular guys and you've put them in an abnormal situation... They emotionally cave in. As soon as they're down two touchdowns, they're caving in.
0: It's a wrap. They they can't
1: even play their game.
0: So who is going to be the team that gets blown out by halftime? That's
1: a big advantage for Denver. Big advantage for Denver.
0: So you think Denver and Peyton Manning will be leading this game in a blowout by halftime?
1: I think so, yeah. Because I think he's just going to be more comfortable with the tension than a young guy. Unless, you know, Wilson, you know, just has his moment which is possible, but I think unlikely. So but what I'm saying is yes. the athletic contest of really, because we're supposed to be determining what's the best team, right? Sure. That's the idea of this game. That is
0: the Super Bowl's concept at it's, it's, at its core, yes.
1: Yeah, at the core, but the, the circumstance surrounding it Undermines it, in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, it's it has become an event to the point where some fans would like it to be uh, uh, on a Sunday with a day off the next day, like a national holiday <laughs> the next day, because of really? how huge Super Sunday is in their lives, and some of them, uh, you know, do it a little bit to excess right. that they just prefer not to have to go to work the next day. Right. So doing it maybe on a president's weekend where you got the Monday off, mm-hmm. some people want to do that. So it's a big, huge to do. And it is the only sporting event that, you know, that, that's seen up by 100 million people that stopped in the middle for a rock concert. Right. You know, there's a big, huge thing right in the middle of it, which makes the game longer. The Super Bowl commercials that you've been part of been in the probably, past, yeah. yes, that makes the game longer. And it's difficult for these guys, even just creatures of habit, to perform in a normal manner because of the stage, because the game is, is abnormal compared to another uh, regular game just mm-hmm. by mirror how long it takes and the breaks and things of that nature. So that, that is the mental aspect of it. I think you're onto but, something. But do you think that's part saying.
1: of the contest is who can handle the stress the best?
0: Now it is. Now it is. That is definitely...
1: So you like that or don't like I that?
0: I do like that. You I don't do, mind that? I don't mind it because... Yeah, no, I don't either. Because, you know, the hype puts a roof over my head. Yeah. Know? So, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> self-preservation-wise, yeah. you know. But
1: we do like watching human beings... Struggle, don't we?
0: Well, that's why I think everybody tunes in with these cold-weather games, because they want to see faces melting off of how do they?
1: How do they handle the cold?
0: It's a great question. I want to know. It's mental. I can't it's mental. believe that. I think it's mental.
1: It's mental up to 23 degrees.
0: Is that your cutoff point?
1: I'm saying, below when you get below 23, <laughs> this is not just what I'm thinking. Right. Kaepernick at, at Lambeau. Sleeveless. And, I've, and they've, other guys have done it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How tough are these guys? What are, what are these humans? How do they do it?
0: That's not—it's—it's it's beyond you, is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: I can't quite figure it out.
0: Have you ever gone sleeveless in a cold weather? No, ever, never. No, I no. haven't either. I, d- I don't know how they—they do don't
1: it. even run like it's cold. I don't understand it.
0: There is a science behind it. There is. I think adrenaline? there has to be. There has to be. Is there has to be, be because I, I i can't even function. <laughs> Hosting a television show in the cold—it's yeah. not easy. It's What's not What's the easy.
1: coldest temperature you've ever broadcasted? Oh,
0: that's a good question. See, you're you're really good at this questioning sort of thing. Yeah. I,
1: they're turning the table. Well, what now. is it?
0: What? Uh, I think it's got to be. Uh, gosh, I think it was a five-degree game, <laughs> and I'm sitting next to Dion Sanders, who's from Florida. Right. So he's he's bundled up. I mean, he he will put uh, electric blankets on. Like he's ninety, right? And when it's even forty degrees out, so he he can't even think in the cold, and so it was five degrees. I think it was in Philadelphia. We did a game in Philly in a December, and that was that. And was you're free. outside, and we're outside. Yeah, we are outside. And what are you wearing? Uh, I I do I layer. Yeah, I go layered, um, but there is still has to be some sort of fashion involved. One time I, I Dion uh, in Chicago. It was really freezing. One time. I bought, like, he, he, he went with me uh, to buy a hat, and it wasn't, because I, I can't do, like, the Elmer Fudd hat, can't right, do that, yeah. I can't do, like, the Paperboy hat, I can't right. do that, I just, it just, uh, I don't know what certain looks, just for me, they I like, don't work. I like the big babushka. Yeah. you like that? Can yeah. you pull that off?
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I can't pull that off, so he got me, like, a, 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 like a, a regular fedora. Do you like play-by-play? Which play was by a play? big do you mistake. you miss play-by-play? Play? I do. I really do.
1: Do you not do it the, uh, No,
0: no, not in okay. the NFL. Just don't have the opportunity. But I did 10 baseball games when I was at ESPN. Right. I did, my, in, just to mention it, a one nothing, Expos Padres game that they won. Ryan Klesko ended it with a base hit in the 10th. Right. So the only run scored.
1: Why and, do you guys, wh- where is the, in the hierarchy of things you guys can do, Okay. give me rank you know, anchorman of the halftime show. Okay. You're, you're James Brown. Okay. You're, you, you call the World Series. You call. Give me the hierarchy well, of uh, stuff.
0: Ca- calling a Super Bowl is number one. That's, that's number that's, one. It, okay, great. It can't get any better. Okay, number two. After that, for me, it would be uh, calling a World Series game. Right. After that. That's that would you would be.
1: rather do that than be the than have that weekly halftime. Well, I show. do that
0: for the Thursday night football games. Okay. So, which. You know, so you like that? I do. The I do like that. Yeah, but there's nothing bigger than calling a Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Buck's going to call his, I think his fourth one of these. Right. And that's and he does both the World Series and it's and the with Super Bowl. Troy Aikman. Yeah? yeah, yeah. They're good. They're a good booth. You I like, them? like them? Who's yes, the best booth that you like to listen to?
1: I I love the old uh, Monday night uh, uh, Cosell, Dandy Don, and Gifford. It doesn't get any better than yeah. That. that was great. But I also really like um, McCarver and um, Buck John. Uh, no, uh, from uh, you know the guy he used to do baseball with.
0: Uh... Who on Fox, you mean?
1: Yeah, he just stopped. McCarver? Oh, John. Um, who was McCarver's if... partner for years?
0: It was before before Joe did it. I don't know McCarver, and do we know who that is?
1: Who am I thinking of? I on? don't know. Yeah, I know. The guy who used to wear his hair over his ears for some reason. Great baseball broadcaster. Okay. Come on, what's the name? I don't know.
0: It's your business. I understand, but I mean... He McCarver just comes...
1: lost the gig. Maybe... Uh, maybe uh...
0: Nationally? National yeah, dance? yeah,
1: national guy.
0: Oh, John Miller. John Miller. John Miller. Thank you. Yes, he's awesome. I love he him. He is one of my favorite Why, did, why
1: was he deposed? I do
0: not... I am not in sports management. I do not you know You must know. That. No, I don't know. I think he's the best. The best? I think he's the best. He told Wasn't me... I, he even, was... I reached out to him before I called one of these games on ESPN I called him up because what better resource do you have than John Miller yeah so I called him up and I told him I said what happens when you're calling a game and you're in the middle of a story and something happens ball hits the bag bounces in the air all sorts of holy heck breaks loose what happens when you're in the middle of a story and he said what you do is this you treat it like you're talking to a friend and the most beautiful woman in the world has walked (laughs) into the room your friend completely understands that you've stopped telling the story So, just (laughs) act that way. Oh, that's great. Sure enough, years ago, for some reason, I found myself, of all places, at dinner with Donald Trump. And he's telling a story for the whole table at dinner. And in the middle of his story, a beautiful woman walks by and he goes, stops his story, goes, Wow, she's beautiful. We all looked at her and he kept telling his story. So, I told him what John Miller once told me, and I had never seen it. Actually, put into practice in a real life conversation, and this was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Who better to do it than Donald Trump? Yeah, but John Miller—that's one of the best pieces of advice. Now, what about
1: what about hosting the number one uh, morning sports talk show? Where does that rank?
0: You mean on the radio? Yeah, something like that.
1: Is that that, that something?
0: uh, What time do I have to get up?
1: You got to get up early. You got to be on the air at six.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. Afternoon Drive? Afternoon Drive is a bit more. Like a Mike and the Mad Dog situation? Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad.
1: I just want to know this world. Yeah, this is the world. Because in comedy, I can tell you all the gigs. This gig beats, that gig beats, that gig beats, that well, gig. Well,
0: what is the number one gig for you?
1: Well, uh, the number one thing. gig for a long time was Host of the Tonight Show. Sure. That was the top That's it. of the ladder in stand-up.
0: Well, a sports guys wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, either,
1: but way. I had a sitcom that got popular, yes, that happened, and that was that was pretty good, and uh, you know a lot of guys envy that because you get to stop, right? You know, right. You, you work for nine years and then you then you can do whatever you want, right? And the shows keep running, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, do
0: you ever watch? Do you ever just because they're on all the time, Seinfeld's. So no, never watch. You never, you never really do. No, never. You no. never just stop and just even just take in five minutes no, of one.
1: No, no. Poured too much into each one.
0: For you to even. Yeah, you can't. Stop? When
1: you when you were done with each one, it was just like okay, that make that go away. So have you never seen them again? I've seen them only only from working on them. If my kid is watching, I'll 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 stand in the doorway and just watch them watch it. No kidding. Yeah.
0: What's that like for you to see Weird. Your kids watch it? Weird. Even if, like, if it's the Master of the Domain episode, your kids are They're all the same
1: to me. I I like them all. Okay. Um, One time I saw my daughter watching an episode. I said, are you watching this because you like this show? Mm -hmm. It's because your dad is on it. Right. And she said, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is classic. Because you try to do, like, a little quick focus group there. Yeah. Just try to just, you know, peek under the hood of what makes it work. What is
1: that like for that kid?
0: (laughs) Right?
1: Right? I mean, imagine no if insight. you grew
0: up... No insight. You got yeah, no insight. and your
1: dad's Ricky Ricardo.
0: That's right. Imagine okay. that. Sure. It'd be a weird childhood, wouldn't it? Very much so. <laughs> I think so.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially if, if they're... So that's
1: a, the childhood my kids are having.
0: I'm sure it's not too bad, though, when it all comes down to I
1: it. I tried to explain... I had some... My, my youngest is eight. He had some friends over this weekend. And uh, they were trying to explain to him what I do. hmm And I said, just imagine your job is you go into class... And you stand up in front of the kids, and you make a fart sound, and everybody gives you a quarter, <laughs> and then you leave. I go, that's my job. That's your. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they that's thought fantastic. that was great. Yeah, of course.
1: They thought that sounds like a great job. Yeah,
0: fart for a quarter. Yeah, that's Everybody incredible. gives you a quarter. For that's that?
1: wow. I said, then I said, what if they don't want to give you the quarter? I go, they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Only the people that want to hear the fart sound come into the sit in the room. Yeah. No.
0: That's excellent. <laughs> it's an excellent construct. That's great. Anyway, that's all I got. So you've got uh, the Broncos by halftime, handle uh, handily taking Super Bowl Forty-Eight. I, I think
1: so. Even though I would say I'm probably more of a Seattle fan.
0: Why is that?
1: I like the colors.
0: <laughs> Back to the palette again. I
1: love the colors. Let's okay. not kid each other. Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves. Okay. This whole thing, mm-hmm. your whole life. Yes. Let me tell you what's driving it, Please. in case you haven't noticed, okay. which you may not. Mm-hmm. It's the colors. It's what it is. Yes, the colors drive this sick, mm-hmm. primitive, mm-hmm. bestial, primal instinct. And thus... Now, you know my bit about the rooting for laundry. Yes, of course. You know that bit. Yes. This is different. When we see a bunch of guys all dressed in the same colors, something happens. It's tribal.
0: It goes crazy. You go crazy. So the Seahawk colors are. I happen; those colors are a little more to my taste. They appeal.
1: Yes, and I love Seattle too, as a town. It's a great town. It's a great town. So, and I, and I I just like the team. Okay. What's your take on Sherman? as this hasn't been beaten to death?
0: It has been absolutely. I know, but was
1: I haven't heard your take?
0: I I I like him.
1: I kind of like a mouthy guy.
0: I like him. Yeah. Um, Denigrating an opponent was not, you know, that's not my cup of tea. But
1: um, in football, well, yeah, I don't like it in baseball. But football,
0: football is OK, but football
1: you is OK, because it's an animal game. <laughs> it's a game for animals, animals. It's okay. to be watched by our animal instincts. Instinct. OK, and there's a the Yes, the primal. Okay. OK, baseball is elegant. Baseball is sophisticated. Baseball is complex. Football is stupid.
0: But football is not stupid. Jerry, I mean, there's a certain, there's a, there's a large intellectual aspect to football. Yeah, but I can't see it. You don't see it.
1: I don't see it. Okay. is a so- difference between football and baseball. Right. You want to, you want to hear that? Difference between football and baseball. Why baseball is a better game. In baseball, mm-hmm. the sequence of events are transparent to the viewer. I see exactly how that happened. Right. Why that, that stumble and Deep short is what caused the wild throw, right. which enabled that guy. I, it's, it's a beautiful model of uh, uh, um, a real-life event. Right. Same thing happens in real life, right? Sure. Somebody turns the wrong way, knocks over his boss's coffee, doesn't get the promotion, right? <laughs> you saw exactly what happened. It was apparent. It was apparent. In football, thrilling, exciting game to watch. We're not really sure what happened.
0: Because it's, it's off-screen? Too or it's random. too random. It's, it,
1: it's, it's, not, it's too it's, many people? It's obscure. Okay. It's obscure. There's a lot of people running all around.
0: But they crash, but they crash into each other.
1: Yeah. That's the only part we get. <laughs> okay. I uh, can't see why they that play worked, really. Even in the slow-mo, they, they, they got to explain it to me, and even then they don't have enough time to explain the alignments... So then why come do you on.
0: explain that a, a a football game gets 56 million viewers and it's not even the the final, it's not even the Super Bowl and a baseball uh playoff game doesn't even come close oh, that's to that. Easy. People that?
1: are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes right down to it. Yeah, that's all.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to <laughs> get the the Jerry Seinfeld prediction for Super Bowl 48.
1: Uh yeah, I'm going to go Broncos Blown out by halftime.
0: Blown out by halftime. You heard it here first, Jerry. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Rich. My you pleasure. yes is Jerry Seinfeld on the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special and podcast. Man, that was awesome. I, I, I mean, that's that's one of the white whales of this podcast. I've been dying to have Jerry on as a guest, and and the fact that he wanted to stay longer that was truly incredible. What a what a big moment for this show. I'm so glad that we could bring that to you of Super Bowl week, that full conversation in which he um, gave a, a prediction based on color scheme, uh, denigrated our bosses and the game in comparison to baseball, which was fun to hear, and just in general, the man's a genius. The man is an absolute genius. Um, John Stewart's next. That's the next white whale. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that one off, but that was great. And I can't thank him enough. And you should definitely go check out uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It truly is one of the best talk shows that's on uh, the Internet or television or any manner in which you can watch the, uh, watch the uh, program. You should do that. Let's now move on to the participants in Super Bowl Forty-Eight: Russell Wilson and then right behind him, John Elway. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special, The Man of the Hour, from the great city of Seattle, a town that he could no doubt run for mayor and win in.
2: He is the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Good, you, Good, Good to see you, man. Good to see Russell. Yes, What's this like for you? What's this experience uh, it's so like It's so exciting, you? man. It's a dream come true. Uh, we're here. Um, that, that's the number one thing. I get here first, and then our number one goal is to go win it. And
0: it was just a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. right, that you won the job, or essentially, maybe even a year and a half ago, that you just caught the eye of, Upper brass in <laughs> Seattle and got the opportunity. Do you think
2: about this journey as you are currently sitting at the destination? You know, I believed in myself the whole time. You know, just I just needed one team to call my name, and I was going to try to make the other thirty-one other teams regret it. And, and uh, you know, John Schneider and Pete Carroll and, and our owner Paul Allen gave me the opportunity, and I took full advantage of it. What do you think um, drives you? What drives you, Russell? You know, I think the only one thing is my faith. You know, that's the number one thing. Just, I believe God's given me the talent to play the game. I'm a 5'11 guy that has a right arm and big hands that can throw the ball, you know, and, and make the right decisions on the football field and, and uh, make decisions quickly. And then I think the other thing is just I'm, I'm so self-motivated. You know, well, uh, what, where does that come from? Uh, you know, my, my parents. You know, my parents were always, uh, you know, pushing me in a good way, in a positive way. You know, my dad used to wake me up so early in the morning and getting up at 5.30, you know, uh, get, hitting ground balls to me, making me throw speed outs and post routes and post corners at such a young age. You know, I really, that's when I really started focusing and, and learning discipline. And did you ever not want to do that at 5.30 in the morning? Dude, this so many times <laughs> I woke up and I was just, you know, you play sleep and keep that one eye open, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I realized that this is what I really wanted to do. You know, I, I knew that I could play, you know, professionally. I just need an opportunity and the and Seahawks gave me that opportunity. Do you feel you're living your dad's dream right now, Russell? Uh, yeah, I think I'm living his dream, but more than anything, I'm living my, my own dream. You know, this is something that I've always wanted to work for. I've worked my tail off to get here and it's a great opportunity and I'm going to you know seize the moment as much as possible and just play one play at a time and, and, and live it up. Right, I mean, because your dad, uh, Dartmouth,
0: right, Dartmouth educated, mm-hmm. wanted to make the San Diego Chargers. Yes, sir. And just missed making the team. Yes, sir. And now here you are, a Super Bowl quarterback. If, if he was around today, what, what do you think he would, he would say about that, Russell?
2: Uh, I just remember my dad used to always tell me, you know, about how he went to Dartmouth, um, you know, graduated from Dartmouth, played football and baseball, and then he ended up going to UVA Law School right after college and, um, you know, graduated from UVA Law School, then decided to try it out for the NFL. And I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity. You know, this is one of those things that you know, I was playing professional baseball and, and a lot of people thought I was going to be a, a prototypical, prototypical big league second baseman. And, and, and I had this dream, I had this fire, I had this passion to play the game of football. And, and I know that he would tell me that, you know, uh, to go after it, you know, to do everything I can to, to put my best foot forward and, and to and make sure that my attention to detail is great, my leadership and, and just, just play, you know, to the, to the utmost of my best ability in, in terms of, you know, everything that I can do
0: that kid waking up at 5:30 in the morning you know throwing with with your dad if if somebody told you that one day you would be playing in the super bowl opposite peyton manning right i mean he's been around long enough where i i'm sort of doing the math in my <laughs> head you know you're being a kid doing that and peyton manning is trying to win a heisman trophy you're getting into the NFL at that time, what would you have said that
2: you're going against Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl? You know, I would have believed that I could have gotten to the Super Bowl, but not play against Peyton Manning. Right? (laughs) You know, it's one of those things that you know. I even went to his camp. You know, I was in tenth grade. Right. You know, the Manning passing guy, I went to that, and and he was my quarterback coach at the time. And I just remember looking up to him so much. And uh, he's a Unbelievable quarterback. You know, one of the best, if not the best, to ever play the game. And I have so much respect for him. At the same time, though, I'm not playing Peyton May. I'm playing the Denver Broncos right. and, and their team. But it's a it's a tremendous honor, you know, to, to play against a guy like that. Who are you leaning on this week to try and fill you with knowledge about the stage that you're about to enter right now? Well, I've talked to different guys who have played in the Super Bowl, guys who've won it, guys who've lost it. Um, you know, I've talked to Terry Bradshaw, I've talked to Drew Brees, um, you know, talked to different guys, um, you know, that, that have that have won the Super Bowl and all that. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, listen to what they have to say for sure, you know, and just making sure that you know, all the tickets are out the way early in the week, making sure that, um, you, you know, you're still getting the same study time and making sure that when you go hit the game, you, you have to realize that the game is a lot longer than normal because it's a Super Bowl and all the commercials and all the other things going on. And That's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I even went to the Super Bowl last year just to observe. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, I was kind of planning ahead and no- noticing, okay, how long pregame is, how long halftime is, and especially with the halftime that happened last year and all that, so you really have to understand how to keep your mind focused on the right things and, and just playing one play at a time. So, um,
0: you, you win the Super Bowl and the postgame uh, interview. Mm-hmm. Will you scream that you're the best at your position no, in the game, not will, at you, all. Will, you, will you pull a Richard Sherman? No no, 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 you will not do that. I won't do that. What is, has what, what is, what is it been like uh, this past week with him having all of this attention? Some of it unwarranted, mm-hmm. let's be honest. And um, what, what has that been like for the team with the f- spotlight on Richard? And in, in a certain way, um, a, a, a spotlight that was cast upon him
2: that um, that paints him in a way that he really isn't what's that been like well first of all it's it's had no effect on us you know coach carroll and our organization we're all focused on our team and what we can do to improve and and win football games and go one and all every week and and in terms of richard sherman he's he's the best corner in the game he's got he's got he's got every um skill that you can imagine he's so intelligent but besides all that besides his ability in terms of you know playing the game with football he's one of the most intelligent people you'll ever meet you know, he graduated from Stanford, I believe, with a 3.9 GPA right. or something like that. I mean, to do that, first of all, and, um, you know, all the and things that he can do. He's, a, he's an unbelievable teammate, mm-hmm. um, does all the right things. know, I mean, he he's just passionate about the game. He's just uh, fired up. You know, that's you need know, to apologize for all that. That's not how he is, you know. So, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, he has, he's had no effect in terms of distracting us out at all. You know, us at all. We, we've been focused on, on preparing and trying to win this football game. And how many people have asked you about your hair, Russell? So many. How many? Uh, some people call me Michael Jackson. Some okay. people call me Bruno Mars. At least okay. he's doing the halftime show. He is. He is. So, you can do it yeah, all. We've
0: yeah. already seen that you can do it all, Russell.
2: You, <laughs> no, might be able to, I, you know. It's uh, funny. The funny thing is, I I uh, saw a picture of my dad and I my junior year, mm-hmm. um, and we had won the state championship. It was our you know really good football team and all that, and and uh, my dad and I both had long hair. So I was like, you know what. I'm gonna grow it out for the season. So the game one, I haven't cut it since. And so, so
0: the, your last haircut was when?
2: Game one. Game one. So I've kind of been letting it grow out, and and uh, so I, I said I wasn't gonna cut it until we got to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. So, you're a man of your word. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm just jealous, by the way.
0: <laughs> I, I'm 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 jealous. I would I would I would kill to be able to do that. I hear you. Know? But up. listen, uh, congratulations on everything that that's happened to you right now, and just moving forward. Um, how do you how do you keep this all in perspective russell i mean just last question for you how do you able to just go with the flow and be a leader and take all of this responsibility on your shoulders and wear it as uh effectively and as calmly as you as you seem to be
2: well i think that's a great question that's the hard thing to do i think the the, the best way to do it, though, is realize where my strength comes from. You know, my, my strength comes from the Lord. And, and just I, I realize all the things he's given me and all the talents and all that. And I want to give him all the honor. And then, you know, my teammates and, and my coaching staff and our fans, you know, they've done so much for us and, and for me personally. And another thing is just keep being me in terms of uh, being that self-motivator. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to be the best one day. And that's my mindset. You know, I'm, not, I'm never going to change that. Um, you know, I'm going to be the first one in and the last one to leave. And that's, that's, that's how I approach the game. Good luck. Thank you so much, man. Go Hawks.
0: You bet. Go Hawks.
2: It's (laughs) Russell Wilson on the Super Bowl Special.
0: Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen Super Bowl Special a Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner, but for the first time a Super Bowl executive, John Elway. Good to see you. Good to see you. How
3: does that hit you? Super Bowl executive. How does that hit you? Feels good. That's where we wanted to get. So when I took this job, this was uh, the opportunity we wanted. So it's nice to be able to be here and and, uh, have the year that we've had so far. What's it like? being on your side
0: of the operation now?
3: You know, uh, it's a lot of hard work, but uh, it's also very gratifying, the fact that when you see the puzzle come together and the coaching staff as well as the players come together and get to this point to where we have a chance to compete for the World Championship is uh, quite gratifying. So I've enjoyed it. And which of the moves
0: are you most proud of, John, that you've made?
3: uh, Well, you know, it's hard to say. I would say this, you know, obviously Peyton's going to be the number one Uh, And the fact that he was able, we were to draw him to come to Denver and and the way that he's played to come back off the next surgery, I think that... uh is uh... you know is tremendous i mean you can't say that he, you know anything about the year that he had other than uh... you know the best year that a quarterback ever had in this league so you know but there's been so many other little pieces Louis Vasquez came in at right guard really helped us Terrence Knight has done a tremendous job on the defensive interior we've had draft picks that have come in and all played together and I think the great thing is, is that John's also done a good job of bringing the team together getting the focus of what we're all about and what we're meant to do and that's to try to compete for world championships
0: so of the draft choices then which which are the draft choices? Because that's something that obviously you and your job, um, along with the rest of your operation, putting it together, these some of these young kids blossoming. That's something that I imagine you point to and with particular pride.
3: Yeah, I mean it really is. I think uh, you know if you, th- that's what the base of the organization is built off is the draft, and the young guys that we bring in, and you know two that stop off that have a tremendous years, Danny Trevathan, who we took in the sixth round a couple years ago. Uh, And then uh, Julius Thomas was a fourth rounder uh, three years ago. And so those two have had tremendous years this year and guys that, uh, uh, you know, really had great contributions. Where do you stand on the Peyton Manning narrative? And by that, I
0: mean this, that a lot of folks in the paparazzi, the national media, act as if he's never won one before. That if he doesn't win this one, his legacy is affected or the way that he is viewed and you, back in the day, going into your fourth Super Bowl, hadn't won one. And people were sort of, in a way, viewing you in that regard. So I'd love to pick your brain on what you think people are saying about Peyton Manning coming well, into this well, game. Well,
3: as I said, that, yeah, and I said it earlier during the playoffs, he's already, run, he's already won one that for some reason he's not getting any credit for. So to me, he's already in the narrative. He'll always be in the conversation. He's already there no matter what happens with this game. Obviously, if we can win this one, all it does is enhance where he stands as far as his legacy is concerned. But Peyton Manning is already, no matter what happens this game, no matter what happens the rest of his career, Peyton Manning will always be in the discussion of who's the greatest quarterback of all time. He can cement his his place just because of what this game means. Um, You know, he can keep moving up that ladder and, uh, you know, go from top ten to top five to top three. I always say, you know, he's already in the top five to me. Uh, But, uh, you know, that That's what this game does. It just solidifies legacies, and, and if, Peyton can, if we can win this one, it's going to do a tremendous amount for him.
0: What is going on in between his temples right now? Have you taken the temperature of him at You know, all? I think
3: that he's, uh, he's just, you know, we had a discussion before the playoffs started, after the last week. I said, just go be Peyton Manning. Just keep being Peyton Manning. That's, you don't have to do anything more or anything less. Go out there and continue to be Peyton Manning and keep playing like you're playing, and we'll be be world champions. And so he's done that the first two weeks, first two weeks of the playoffs. He's gone out, had played tremendous. I think he's in the right mindset. I think he's got, uh, you know, he feels good about the people around him. The defense has been playing uh, much better the last four weeks. So I think he's in a good spot. I think he's going to play well on Sunday.
0: Well, when you went in again to Super Bowl number 4 for your career and hadn't won one, and people were saying maybe similar things about you, were you hearing that?
3: No, I tried to block it out, but there's no question it's always there. You can try to block out you know, most of it, but some of it's going to get through. Uh, the difference between me and him, he'd already won one. So if I, I mean, going into my second Super Bowl after we'd won one was a totally different story mm-hmm. than um, not having won one in, in Super Bowl 32. So um, I think he's in a good spot. He realizes he's been here, he's been to two, this is the third one. Knows what to expect, and he's got a good football team around him. What is it like
0: starting at the quarterback position in a Super Bowl, John?
3: it's the ultimate i mean it's what you play for and it's what you work so hard for your career and especially you know it's kind of one step at a time it's one you know you kind of want to first when you get to the nfl kind of prove yourself and prove that you belong and then gain that respect as time goes on and then uh, you know to be able to get to super bowl and be able to lead your team to a victory in the super bowl is the ultimate for a quarterback so that's why there's so much emphasis put on that on this game when it comes down to quarterbacks because of the amount of, of Responsibility that the quarterback has in today's game is such an important position that if you don't have that guy, it's very difficult to win a Super Bowl.
0: What do you remember from your Super Bowl wins? What's the, is there a play that stands out to you? Well, the
3: one play that I remember is when I kneeled down in Super Bowl thirty-two, knowing that we had won. That's the, the first victory play. formation. <laughs> the victory <laughs> formation. Uh, but you know, had the helicopter, obviously, in Super Bowl thirty-two, when uh, we were able to get the first down there and go in and score, and you know, to be in the. The story with us was, you know, we went into that Green Bay game. They're defending champions. We're 14-point underdogs. We're 0-3, and, 3 and, and uh, you know, even people in Denver didn't think we had a chance to win that game because, you know, they didn't want to get disappointed again. That, the organization had lost four Super Bowls. I'd uh, lost three. So to be able to come back and, and really go and play a great football game and run the football Gerald Davis was tremendous, and to get over that hump was, uh, you know, it was the highlight of a, of a lifetime.
0: Last two questions. What, what needs to happen for you to win? For your team to win sunday against the seahawks team
3: well i think it's always the case they're a very good defensive football team and i think uh, you know turnovers are always going to be the key and if you don't turn the football over we're going to have a chance to win but we got to keep being what we are offensively um and we're going to get tested because they're great on the defensive side so if we can continue to play like we are defensively and offensively not turn the football over um, then i think we got a chance to win are you concerned about the cold at all no, because it is what it is. I think we've, we've talked about that the whole year. There's so many times that that narrative has been brought up. Yes, and, with he, and I, the, I think Peyton wanted
0: he, it to be stuck somewhere in a very and he, unshiny place. It he he is. He
3: got a little bit tired of it. And so, you know, I find you finally played great against Tennessee when I think it was 19 degrees out. So we're, we're an all weather team now. We're used to that. And so, um, and Peyton's done a good job adjusting to that.
0: Have you allowed yourself, even a split moment when you're by yourself or with friends, to think about? whether that moment will happen on Sunday where you can grab the Lombardi trophy and hand it to Pat Bolin, the man who once said this one was for you. Have you allowed yourself that moment? You know, I think
3: the one thing that I've learned about Super Bowls is not to get too far ahead. I think that one thing (laughs) that you don't want to do is start thinking about how great it would be to be world champions and to be able to do certain things because I know for the first three, um, all it did is really kind of, you get very disappointed when you set yourself, set yourself up like that. So there's was, there was no question that would be the absolute greatest thing I could do for Pat. And so um, it's definitely in the back of my mind, but I try not to spend too much time thinking on it, let the boys go make it happen, and then uh, we'll go from there. John, thanks. You bet. You bet. That's John Elway here on the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special.
0: What a great show. John Elway, Pro Football Hall of Famer perhaps becoming the first pro football Hall of Famer uh, to be a Super Bowl MVP and also a Super Bowl winning executive. Talk about a triple play. Uh, Last year, obviously, Ozzie Newsom was uh, the first pro football Hall of Famer to be the general manager of a Super Bowl winning team, and we could get him back-to-back years. And Russell Wilson, you can't say enough about him. He's a dream come true for the Seahawks and for Seattle and for the fans of the city and the team. Um, It's just going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game, and I'm still reserving judgment based on the weather before I make a decision. I'll tweet out my prediction. I'll tweet it out. So follow me, uh, at Rich Eisen. Also, uh, at Chris Law, I want to thank him and Brockman, at Chris Brockman, for crashing that television show together in very short order. What went down on, What's going down on TV Wednesday night and you'll see on Saturday is no small feat. Uh, I want to thank uh, the Garcias, Rose and Stacy Garcia of our booking department, also Tom Keeney. I um, want to thank him. Good Michigan man he is. So uh, that'll wrap it up from media di- from uh, from the media center at Super Bowl Forty Eight. Go to NFL.com again to see the Jim Brockmeyer videos, extended audio and video of his appearance in uh, the Prudential Center at Super Bowl Forty Eight media day. Here from the frigid Northeast, signing off. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Stay listening, dear friends.